0: Durham, brings it across mid-court, he's uh, getting harassed
1: oh, by They still have fouls to give Cheshire, here's Sloan, oh, to the basket, out to was Sloan, oh, in the oh, corner oh, for the win, oh, oh, can you believe it, David Sloan wins it on the bottom, and the Caledonian Gladiators go
0: wild, Wow! they got exactly what they wanted, they got their leading, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gladcast Basketball Podcast. We are joined in this episode by GB International and new Gladiators guard, Hannah Robb. Hannah, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: So, 24-year-old guard from Scotland joins the Gladiators after three seasons with WBBL rivals Leicester Riders. The GB Cap also spent time previously playing a trade with the Pride when they were in Edinburgh. Hannah, that's, and that's only the tip of some of your basketball stuff, we'll talk about what a journey you've had so far, but how excited are you to be heading back to play in Scotland?
1: I honestly am beyond excited to be coming home um, and to be joining Caledonia Gladiators. Um, you know, having the opportunity to play in Europe while also being at home and kind of having that opportunity to represent Scotland within Europe is honestly, it's like a dream come true. It's something I never would have imagined growing up playing basketball in Scotland, so to kind of be here now, it just it means a lot and it's a really special it's really special and I'm kind of just beyond excited.
0: Superb. So Hannah, you've had also like a, a summer represent GB at Eurobasket. Firstly, how was that experience? And I'm a big, big believer and I tweeted it at the time, um, that your introduction in the game against Slovenia that really changed that the momentum of that game defensively, like your presence on the court like flipped that game in its head like when the team were down. So yeah, how was Eurobasket?
1: it was a bit of a whirlwind to be honest um it was just it was it was amazing um, to kind of play against players and teams that you know you've watched on tv to kind of be there um was a bit surreal to be honest and like you mentioned the slovenia game like i have been watching uh, tejo black like on the tv like playing in euroleague so to then kind of come in and have to guard her was A surreal moment but just something that I just kind of soaked in you kind of soak in the experience taking as much as you can and it was a lot of fun and it really just kind of opened my eyes to the kind of top level of basketball and kind of where you know we we want to be as a nation and as a team
0: so how was all the preparations for Eurobasket obviously training camp first then some quite big defeats in the build-up to it but how did you how did the girls stay together and kind of built into what was let's be honest on the face results maybe a little bit disappointed but also a campaign that was like so close to being perfect of progression as well with so many close beats.
1: Yeah I mean our preparation like we didn't have too long together and we did have a relatively new team like we had some um, you know faces that had played in some of the qualifying windows but there was only a couple of us that had been part of every single window leading up to Eurobasket Um, but it it was fun, like as a as a group we all bought into the process and we all bought into each other and we wanted to kind of do our best for each other, which I think really helped us. Um and our preparation games, like they were tough, but we wanted to challenge ourselves against the best teams in Europe to properly prepare us, and I think that did really help us. Um, going up against like France um in preparation, like it was two tough games, but then you know, when we go to play them at Eurobasket, like we lost by six. Um, so I think it like that preparation did really help us instead of, you know, playing some smaller nations that maybe yeah. hadn't qualified for Eurobasket. You know, it's one of those games where you maybe feel good, but because you've won. But how much did you actually learn? Like, how much did you take away? Like, you learn a lot more, I think, from those losses, especially with that limited time we had together. Um, So I think, um, you know, as much as at the time it was tough to lose heavily in those preparation games it really did set us up the best for eurobasket.
0: Yeah, and, you, and I suppose like it's we talked about it before we started recording of like the journey of Hannah. Uh yeah. it's it's like the kind of amazing that you played for like as a 15 year old in like Tayside Musketeers to internationally for Scotland the under 16s to now playing pro and representing GB plus obviously the Commonwealth Games 3x3. Yeah. Um yeah, what would 15 year old Hannah think of this now?
1: Oh, if you told 15-year-old Hannah, she would not believe it. Um, <laughs> honestly, like I, as a kid, like I just had no idea the basketball world could be so big, but also, you know, so small at the same time. Like um, she, yeah, she wanted to dream. She, you know, it was a goal, a kind of far off dream, I think, to be part of GB. I didn't think it would happen this fast. So I'm just really enjoying the journey and taking it step by step. But it's honestly, it's been, the journey has been special. And I think it's been really kind of unique to me because I have played, like I grew up playing exclusively in Scotland, Um, all throughout like my youth basketball, like with being at Tayside Musketeers and then being at Edinburgh, a part of Caledonia Pride, like I've stayed here. And I think to kind of be back now with Caledonia Gladiators, it just, it feels really special and it feels right to me. So. I'm, yeah, it's, I'm really excited.
0: And you can tell that, like, obviously this is just an audio thing, but I can see like the smile on your face when you're talking about that, the excitement, but also just all the reflection you're having when you think, like, it is a brilliant journey, and and this, to be from what you're saying to me, you just see as another chapter to your career.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not the end. Um, I'm, like I say, kind of taking it step by step, but I'm really excited for this next chapter and kind of for the next chapter to be at home within Scotland is just so special. Um, And I really cannot wait to get started.
0: Yeah. So let's look back. Not as much as what we've just said about, but last season at Leicester, you averaged over 10 points, almost three rebounds and three assists. We're also shooting an an impressive near 40% from three. How did you find your time down in Leicester and Loughborough and stuff like that?
1: I really enjoyed it. I loved it, especially last year. I think it was probably one of my funnest seasons yet in the WBL. Um, I think part of that is, um, like, Krumesh Patel, our coach, he did an amazing job of recruiting our team and actually recruiting good people as well as basketball players. So I think, like, um, for me especially, um, if I'm happy off of the court, I really kind of shine on the court. Um, so kind of the group of people that we had um, kind of coming together was just – he hit the nail on the head. Um, I had some – perfect teammates, brilliant people. So it was just so much fun. Like we all, we all got on with each other. We were all genuine friends off of the court, which then kind of when we play together, I think like you could tell, like we were just having fun with each other. Um, and I definitely like last year for me was just, yeah, a lot of fun.
0: So that's all kind of links into my next question. The Leicester connection, obviously Kirsty's joining you up here. Uh, yeah. And obviously Pat as well is coming up. Uh how does that help you kind of settle into what's just technically new surroundings for you having two kind of club mates from last year also coming north?
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to help kind of settle in. And like, I got on like really well with KB, like absolutely love her, especially um, we got to play at GB together as well. So like we have that kind of extra connection. Um, and then Pat coming up here, his wife, Lindsay, she also was part of our team. A little bit like she was in our practices was at like social events like we loved her too so the fact that she's coming up with him um it's going to be a lot of fun for sure
0: and the thing is the three now that everyone's kind of announced by the time this has been recorded um they all said such positive you all all three of you said such positive things about each other as well which makes it even better yeah So, obviously, last season with Leicester, you faced off against the Gladiators and some of your now teammates and obviously people you've played with in GB. What stood out for you about the Gladiators last season?
1: For us, they were one of the toughest teams to play and just that they were relentless. Like, they never backed down. Regardless, like, score-wise, who they were playing, they kept the same level of play. Um, And that's something that I love as a player. Like, I regardless of who I'm playing against, we'll go 100% all the time. I never will back up, back off. Um, So I think that really kind of suits me a lot. Um, But I love that about the Gladiators and I loved how they all played for each other. Like they weren't worried about who was scoring, who was passing. As long as the team was successful, they all, you know, supported each other and genuinely wanted to see their teammates do well. And that's something that, me looking at a team is something that I really love and love to be a part of. So really excited to be, you know, part of that now.
0: Amazing, so for maybe those people, for people who haven't maybe got to see Hannah live or watch Hannah play, how would you describe your own game?
1: Ooh, um, I'm very energetic, I would say. Um, You know, I'll be all over the court, whatever my team needs me to be. I'm usually the one that's on the floor, trying to get the basketball, whether that's diving on the floor, taking a charge, like I will do all those little things that, um, you know, my team needs me to do. I'm not always going to be, I'm rarely ever at the top of the stat sheet. Um, I'm not going to, you know, be the highest scorer or rebounder, but I'm going to do all those little things that my team needs. And I would say I'm probably like, I, I'm a good defender. <laughs> Um, I'll take I that. I think you're a
0: superb defender. I'll, so I'll take that. Don't, don't undersell to... yourself in on that one.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I like <laughs> I like the role of guarding the other team's best player and just going all out, making life difficult. And it helps. I can shoot the ball as well.
0: Amazing. So, obviously, coming <laughs> to the Gladiators, uh, you've obviously probably spoke to Coach Miguel and you've obviously spoke to Chantel. What did they tell you about the club? And, yeah, what, what excites you about the kind of Gladiators project?
1: Oh, just every conversation I've had with coaches, teammates, new teammates at Gladiators has been nothing but positive. And like every time I speak to anyone about it, it's just all excitement um, about the future, especially like this season with both teams getting the opportunity to play in Europe. Like, it's just, it's so exciting. And again, it just feels that little bit more special to me being Scottish and coming home and getting to, you know, be. Part of history, I guess. Um, mm. It's just so exciting. It's been nothing but positive, positive. Um, and just the direction of the club, like it's it's incredible. Like as that fifteen-year-old, you never would have dreamed that this would be possible. You know, mm. um, me kind of deciding to stay here at eight, like at eighteen and going to. You know edinburgh university and playing for caledonia pride like even then i thought that was a big thing you know us getting a wbl team like that was huge and to be part of that first club was again really special and you know i'm really proud to say you know i've come through that pride program and to kind of be where i am now like it is credit to the scottish system and you know the coaches that were there like bar those four years like i have to give him a lot of credit, like he really has, you know, shaped me into the player I am. um So to kind of be back here in Scotland, kind of taking those next big steps that again we never would have dreamed of, is just mm-hmm. incredible.
0: So obviously you look at yourself. When you look at who, like some of the girls in the Gladiators roster last year, someone like a Zoe Sharp, who's uh, a youngster like what kind of you were coming through. Like she's got role models like yourself uh, coming through, and it's probably quite also then full circle of yourself as well, to be able to then help that next generation now coming back home, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Um, it's something, again, that I find really special because growing up, like, for me, my role models, like, were the likes of Robin Lewis and Sarah Thompson playing National League, like Hannah Peacock, all those girls that then turned into my teammates at Caledonia Pride. Like, I was just in awe of them thinking that, were then going to be my teammates so it's really special for me again to see myself as that person now I can be that person for somebody else um which again it's I love how basketball it gives you that opportunity to give back in that sense like I had those role models that you know really helped me so for me to then in turn be able to help someone else is again something that I can pride myself on and it's just really, really special. And I know how much of an impact those role models had on my journey just by being there, by being good people, by offering a helping hand, supporting me, you know, guiding me through that journey. So again, to have that opportunity is really special because I know, again, like my journey has been really unique. um, And so has, you know, everyone's journey is unique. Like everyone is on their own journey, but you know, being able to kind of learn from steps from somebody else's to then, you know, help help those help those younger girls, those you know, players coming through like is is special. Yeah.
0: Amazing. And I suppose that's where things like the WBL maybe being where it's at, you're seeing those girls given opportunities where maybe down the line they might not be. So it's all about having that kind of maybe better pathway that hopefully You hear people like Steve, Tony, Lisa talk about about having a stronger background to then hopefully build the the club up as being such a strong developer of youth talent and to be an option like yourself to stay in Scotland and play. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, for me, like when I was at Caledonia Pride, my first year there, um, it was really rare, I remember, for younger players to actually get to play and have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. kind of get exposure in the WBL. And I was so lucky that i was one of the few that did and again i have to really credit bart for that because it was a really important part of my journey to get that experience to get that exposure from 18 so to have the likes of zoe as part of the gladiators at a younger age than i was is going to be huge for her development and for other Zoe's out there like yeah. you kind of look what it did for me getting that exposure at 18 19 you know what's What's it going to be like for them getting that exposure, you know, 16, 17, like it's going to be huge. And again, it's just really exciting because it almost feels like the sky's the limit at this point for the club. Like the only steps we're taking is big steps forward. So it's, you know, exciting to think of the possibility in the future, because again, it's something that you never could have imagined. So it's like, where, where can we go?
0: What an answer. Love that. Absolutely love that. So, yeah, brilliant. Love that. You've been around, obviously, the, B, the WBBL for a number of years. And as we have said, it's slowly kind of taken steps forward. Uh, but what would you like to see happen to really take the WBBL to the next level?
1: I think one of the biggest things for me, um, especially that, you know, we noticed a bit last year, is just, again, the exposure that our league gets compared to the BBL. Um, it's not always the same. And I just think that there's so much talent, so much, so many good players, good people with, again, stories and journeys of their own that deserve the exposure and it deserves some recognition. Like, um, there's so many players on other teams in the league that aren't outright pros that are, you know, working. A full-time job alongside playing basketball and are still able to compete and play on say one of the top teams like um when I was in Leicester like I I worked in a school part-time last year um like we like we were very fortunate that a few of our players you know were pros but a lot of them are either students or have to work to support themselves and still we were able to you know, perform and play um, at the high level. So I think that we deserve that recognition and we deserve that same exposure because there's so many...
0: And see what you just said there about obviously playing part-time, sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys got to three finals last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Playing against a team of full-time pros. Like, when you put it down to the the X's and O's, like, you guys, as the season went on, like, I said the same to Kirsty, like, I reckon if there was one more final and it was between the riders and Lions, the scoreline could have been anything because every time the score was getting closer, new yeah. girls knew more. And do you, know, do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. And I mean, if you look at our riders team last year, we had on that team two pros and one of them was a full-time mum. So everyone else either studied or worked on the side, either full-time or me part-time and look what that team was able to achieve. I think, again, it's not something, you know, we, we want to be up there with London, we want to compete with London and we were able to, but we're just, we we're, weren't on that level. But again, like what we were able to do was really special. And I think we were, we were able to get highlighted in a way because we made those finals, but look at how many other teams that we're in the same position as us that we're still then competing you know the likes of Seven oaks the likes of Sheffield like every other team in the league has players that are working studying alongside playing that are doing that job doing two jobs day in day out and I think that there's just so many stories and wonderful people that need that exposure and recognition too
0: it's true and i suppose that's where like you said that right now you hope to see those kind of improvements in the wbl in terms of even just in terms of the content created yeah like I you mean, saw, it. even simple things is like cut final images yeah there would maybe be one where the the wbl would just be a still picture where the men's one would have a fancy yeah graphic. it's
1: it's As little things it's, yeah. little things like that and don't get me wrong like from where we were, when I played at Caledonia Pride, it's like, it, you can't even compare the likes of you doing your podcast, the likes of, you know, there was the BBL Fix, there so many other content creators that were doing their bit to really highlight the league, which is, which has been huge. Mm-hmm. Um And it's, it has, like I say, from when I played at Caledonia, it's non-comparable, but like you say, the little things like graphics or Even in final programs, like how much space the men get compared to us, like our team, like team lists, like photos being of the right people or quotes with the right names. It's little things like that, that shouldn't happen and would never happen to the BBL guys. So Um, it's, yeah, um, we're definitely moving again in the right direction. We're taking those small steps, but I would absolutely love for there to be that conscious effort for us women to get the same as the men.
0: Brilliant. So we obviously see big steps forward for the gladiators in terms of recruitment off the court. Um, kind of what we're talking about about kind of parity between. Um, uh, we've obviously seen players like yourself and the other GB internationals like Kirsty heading north. Um, mm-hmm. what do you think fans and kind of followers of the team uh, should expect for this season?
1: I just think it's going to be so much fun. Um, I've played with or against a lot of the team, Um, you know, being teammates with KB down at Leicester, played with Robin at Caledonia Pride, Erin, Chantel internationally. Um, And so again, like they're good people. And I think, and again, Sam as well internationally. So I think it's just going to be so much fun. Like, I think, you know, coming together, the sky is the limit for this team um and i'm just so excited to kind of get going with everyone and i think it is just going to be a fun a fun year
0: hannah this has honestly been one of my favorite podcasts i've done so thank you so much for your time uh, and yeah good luck with so this is when i normally say good luck with the move to scotland but yeah just good luck with the pre-season
1: thank you so much thank you